Diablo 4 has arrived. As the forces of hell gather, only you can stand in their way. Journey across the expansive open world of Sanctuary. Choose from five powerful classes, then progress them to fit your playstyle. Adventure with your friends in up to four-player co-op with cross-play and cross-progression on all platforms. Welcome to hell. Diablo 4, available now. Rated M for Mature. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Hi guys, welcome back to Sneaker Anarchy. This is Ekta, and I have a wonderful guest with me today. She is the founder of her own line, as well as a board-certified dermatologist. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Dr. Rebecca Marcus. Welcome to the show, Dr. Marcus. I'm so excited to be speaking with you. Thank you, Ekta. I'm so excited to be on your show. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's an honor to host you. And I love medical interviews. I really, really enjoy speaking to experts, um, you know, and, and so it's, it's truly my honor to be hosting you. And also I, I mentioned your brand for everyone listening. It's called May MD. So M-A-E-I-M-D. So definitely check that out as you're listening to this episode. But Dr. Marcus, I would love for you to get us started by kind of going uh, down memory lane and telling us about, you know, what got you interested in dermatology, how did you get involved in that specific field of medicine? And then um, what led up to the brand? Dr. Marcus? I can't hear you. If you're okay, talking. I hear you again. Now I hear you. Are you there? Okay. Yeah. Did you not hear anything I said? Nope. <laughs> I heard you. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, it okay, cut let off me... about maybe 30 seconds ago. Okay, so let me let me start over. So I'm sorry, um, it's <laughs> yep. okay. Yeah, it's okay. Um, all right, so let me start over. Um, so Dr. Marcus, I would love for you to get us started by telling us about what really got you into dermatology, and then also um everything that led up to the wonderful uh, brand. If you could. oh, absolutely, thank you for asking. Well, I have always been interested in skincare, of course. Um, as many of us derms can say. And I think this started when I was really young because I was forced to face it with my own skin challenges. And I just remember the feeling of being a young girl and trying to fit in and trying to feel comfortable and suffering with acne and just um, knowing how, how deeply that affected me. So I was interested in medicine. I became a doctor all those years past. And I really felt that it was my calling to, to really address that issue, understanding that people, whether they suffer from <clears throat> acne or rosacea, psoriasis, any number of, of conditions, everyone needs and deserves to feel comfortable in their own skin and how much that really affects all of us. So I love, um, I love meeting with patients of all ages and all types and just kind of helping everybody on that journey. It's been um, been a real pleasure. And, and I also, you know, recall my experience with skincare products as a young girl looking for just the right thing um, that would, that would save my life as I kind of felt that it was at the time and um, feeling that these things that were prescribed by doctors, you sort of had to choose at that time between something that was aesthetically appealing and effective. So I really strove to create something. I really wanted to create something that people could really trust 
and have confidence that would work and also um, would be a, a pleasure to use uplifting, uplifting their spirit along the way. I love that. That's such a beautiful message. And I really like that you're keeping all of the aspects of wellness in mind there, because, you know, honestly, I recently had a few conversations with some other guests and we were talking about how important it is for people. I mean, whether you're a consumer or you're a patient in a derm office, I mean, you have to really understand the body and the, your organs aren't just, you know, it's not just allopathic medicine anymore, right? You have to have this holistic exactly. outlook and you have to have this holistic viewpoint that you're coming at your own health with. And so I really, really enjoy the fact that there are experts such as yourself out there that really do believe in that messaging and, and you're promoting that, you know, so that's beautiful. I love that you said that. Well, um, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I would actually love to hear um, what are some of the, the things that you saw throughout your practice? I mean, I know you mentioned your own s- struggles with skin, and I think we can all definitely relate to that. But what, what are some of the things you've seen? I think, I, I mean, if you could say the most in, you know, in your practice, like, you know, as you've been going along through the years, like how, like, what are some of the most major concerns? Uh, well, that's the it's, it's interesting because you hear the expression sometimes that the eyes are the window to the soul. And I really think that, and I know actually that the skin is the window to the body and what's going on inside. So we can really look at the skin and tell so many things about somebody's internal health. Yeah. So I think that that's really fascinating because it gives me the opportunity to participate in, you know, many, many different aspects of a patient's well-being and health and their life in general, things can be going on, whether it's physical or emotional or life-changing events, such as pregnancy, childbirth, things like that, that it all sort of is reflected in the skin. So, you know, we do see, um, I, I see a lot of, I love, I love treating young, um, people with acne, young and old. I mean, we all kind of get acne these days. It goes into adulthood too. So that's one of the things that I seek out. And of course, pediatrics, um, general wellness, skin checks and that thing, but cosmetic dermatology has made so many strides, um, continue to have new developments each and every day that are so exciting. Um, and cosmetic dermatology is really not just about vanity. Maybe there is some of that, but it really is like, we've been already touching on in this, in this conversation so far, um, about making people really live to their full potential by feeling great about what they are projecting outwardly, whatever that is, whatever that means to them. So whether it's skin or hair or nails or all of the above, um, the things that we can do both just to heal issues that may be going on, but also to enhance through, through cosmetic dermatology, it really changes people's spirit. Yeah, no, absolutely agree. And I think that's, you know, you, you made a really great point that it's not about vanity. And I actually really resonate with that message because, you know, um, when you have an, uh, any kind of skin disorder, or if your hair is falling out, or you're suffering from something like alopecia or anything, you know, under that umbrella of what you described here, you're going through a lot of emotional, you know, um, just changes, you know, and that's really impacting Definitely. a lot of, you know what I mean? Like it's it's impacting all, all aspects of life. And so definitely. I completely agree with you. I completely agree that it's, it's something that definitely needs, um, you know, a much more like bright 
spotlight, you know, shined on top of it because it's it's really something that's uh, helping people on the daily rather than it's not about vanity. Yeah, you might see your favorite celebrity out there that's like, you know, kind of overdoing it with Botox or whatever. But you for the most part, average consumers, they usually go to a dermatologist or, you know, an expert and they say, hey, this is a real problem I have. You know, I need help because it's impacting my, the way I look at myself. So Definitely. I completely and the way they feel and the way kids sleep and study and things, you know, it just impacts everything. You're right. Absolutely. Now I would love to uh, chat with you about like some of the most important ingredients in skincare. And I know you're, um, you know, the for everyone listening, the brand has um, right now one product and it's a very multifunctional product. Um, it's called Serum Sticks and it's six in one. You know, that's what it says on the website, six in one. And and the ingredients that Dr. Marcus has chosen, um, they're, they're truly interesting. And, and I find them to be a hallmark ingredient, right? I mean, if you think about it in terms of skin health. So Dr. Marcus, I would love for you to go through the the superstar actives that are in your serum and talk about each one and why that's so important for our skin. Great. Well, thank you for asking about that. I, I created Serum 6 really out of talking with my patients over years and finding out that, you know, when I would ask, and this is a little bit tangential, but when I would ask patients, so, so what are you using for skincare? A lot of times they would just look up with, with these sort of hopeless eyes, like, well, I have, you know, nine different products on my shelf or 90 different products, but it's so overwhelming to be honest. I don't use anything. So what do you recommend? So I thought, you know, I'm going to create something for my patients that is scientifically sound. I want every ingredient that I put in there to have a purpose and I won't put anything in there that doesn't serve a specific purpose. And I want them to have a simple streamlined solution that they can feel good about using every day. So sometimes I'll tell my patients, it's kind of like taking a multivitamin, you know, that if you, if you take that, or if you use this, you're really covering your bases, getting all of your necessary things, um, all in one. So these six superstar actives are the six things that I think are really pretty essential to daily skincare. With one caveat, these are all things that also have to be able to be combined well chemically in the same formula. So I did not put retinol in there, which is an essential for many people, but is also not universal because you can't use it when you're pregnant. You can't use it if you have super sensitive skin. But anyway, getting back to the six. So antioxidants, peptides, hyaluronic acid, plant-derived stem cells, probiotics, and niacinamide. Basically, these are the things that are going to really protect the skin, heal, hydrate, combat inflammation, and just make sure that you're, you know, stimulating collagen and doing everything we can to, to call on our body's own natural healing mechanisms to restore the skin to, you know, it's, it's ideal state. So it's like building blocks for the skin is what you're trying yes. to say. Yes. Okay. And we do have those yeah, um, amino acids in there too. Speaking of building blocks. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that retinol is not something that we need in every single product. I mean, you no. know, I'm, it, yeah. Right. And I, and I'm actually glad you didn't include it because honestly, I mean, I'll, I'll be, I'll be very transparent here and say that, you know, I'm not very, um, you know, regular with my retinol routine. I have had no problems maintaining my skin. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something right. that, it's like, it's great to do. Yeah. It's great to have in your routine. I'm not, you know, 
saying no to it. I'm just saying that it's not as essential as I feel like um, popular culture has made it out to be. You know, I think that it's more important, like you said, you know, it's, it's more important to nourish your skin to keep it well balanced, to keep the pH balanced, give it the nutrients it needs. You know, I often, Dr. Marcus, I, I use the reference of a Petri dish of cells. You know, it's like when we put growth medium on top of them, we're giving them everything they need to survive and also flourish, right? So it's like- That's an excellent when, analogy. analogy yes. Right. So, so when I look at skincare, I often try to give people this same analogy that, you know, your cells are just- they're exposed to this external world where they're being bombarded by pollution and things that, you know, might take away moisture and hydration. So you want to constantly be giving them things that help them sustain just normal act, normal function, you know, just a normal baseline function and also enhance their, you know, capacity to do what they're supposed to do. So I think that's wonderful that you've included things like antioxidants, peptides, you know, hyaluronic, it's all important stuff. So that's really great. It's all important stuff, but we don't want to have to put on six different serums every morning, do we? So I, <laughs> no. I, I did want that. But, you know, another thing that came up when I was formulating this product is that I was really, really surprised to find out about the effective concentrations of ingredients and the actual concentrations that are found in many, many popular skincare products. I don't think people really ask about that enough because yes, we do talk about that a little bit with vitamin C in certain products, but, um, you know, for one thing, there are actually many different forms of vitamin C. And so that's a whole other conversation in terms of the, the antioxidant group, but mm-hmm. people were telling me, I would call and I would ask, okay, so what about this formula and that formula and how much do you actually put in there? First of all, it's hard to get a straight answer, but it was almost never an amount that I could find in scientific studies to have shown to be effective. So that is a really important piece that you can say on the bottle all you want. This has antioxidants. It has peptides and niacinamide, for example, but unless, you know, if it's just a tiny drop in an ocean of, of fillers and other stuff, it's not going to make any difference. No, absolutely. That's a wonderful point. And I've honestly, I've been echoing the same, same concept since the beginning of your anarchy, you know, since my first episode, and it was literally out of frustration um, of this exact idea that I even started this podcast because the concept of dosing has never been addressed in this industry. And I don't know why, you know, you have to like, I understand that you can, you know, have chemists speaking on ingredients all day long, but until somebody is telling you exactly, you know, as we know in medicine, we're never going to prescribe you a medication without a dose on there. Okay. Right. We're never going to give you just blood pressure medication, no dose thing, no, uh, you know, idea of what you're taking, why you're taking and how much of it we have to tell you why this much is required. So the same should be applicable to skincare. I mean, these are health products, health and wellness products. So I completely agree with you. I think that's a huge, huge topic. And I think that um, I would actually love to learn more about, you know, how the chemistry and the, um, the synchronous nature is of these different, you know, uh, major actives when it comes to just blending them together and making sure that the product is efficacious overall. So, you know, if you have any data that you could share with us, that'd be great. So data, well, let's see, without giving away any sort of quote unquote trade secrets, I guess, (laughs) I mean, what I, what I found is just that it took many, many iterations. So I worked very closely with the chemist. He was about 
I don't know, maybe the 12th chemist that I interviewed over the course of two years looking for the right person. And when I met this person, I knew that he was just sent from heaven to help me. I mean, this person truly has had a, he has a 40 year background in cosmetic chemistry, which is amazing, first of all. And he truly cares and truly, um, you know, makes it his mission in life to make these products effective. He actually had done some work with, with wound healing or actually quite a bit of work. And he had some miraculous products for wound healing that he created decades ago. And he had a following of patients and he's not an MD or doctor. He's a chemist, but he has really, um, brought my vision to life. So when I met this person, we talked and talked about what, what do I want in the formula, but also what goes together, right? Because the pH and all these things, you have to be very careful about what can be combined. And I learned, for example, about vitamin C. So a lot of vitamin C products on the market are made with L ascorbic acid, which is, you know, thought to be, or it is considered to be very potent and, but it's also very, very unstable. So you have to play around a lot with that. Um, we ended up choosing and combining it with different things that kind of stabilizes. We ended up choosing a form of vitamin C that's very frequently used in Japan. And it's not as commonly found in the US, although it is found in certain American and, and European products. It's called 3-O-ethyl ascorbic acid. So it turns oh, out that this particular vitamin C molecule is extremely stable and extremely potent. So you can use it in lower concentrations and still get the same amount of antioxidant activity and neutral neutralization of free radicals, but also really even more of a brightening effect than we see with other vitamin C derivatives. So yeah. this product turned out to be perfect. And the feedback that I've, I mean, this ingredient was um, perfect for the product. The feedback that I've gotten from a lot of my patients who I see face-to-face -face in the office is I do treat a lot of rosacea and patients come in and they say they can't use vitamin C because it's too harsh for them. And they have told me that this is the first time they've been able to really use an antioxidant, especially vitamin C on a daily basis. And it's actually improved the condition of their skin. Um, so that was one really big win. I feel that we found a great, um, great way to deliver vitamin C to everyone in a tolerable way that really works. I've even had, um, you know, some patients tell me that their brown spots are getting lighter after applying yeah. the product twice a day for a prolonged period of time. And I, th I attribute that to the, the brightening power of 3-O-ethyl ascorbic acid, but also to the shiitake mushroom extract. And we know that shiitake mushroom is a really great rich source of kojic acid, which is of course a skin brightener. Um, so while this is not a targeted brightening product, it does have that sort of, um, if you would side effect in, in some people, which has been a really nice, uh, addition yeah. as well. So that's wonderful. I love that. I mean, I think that people are always searching for their, you know, their perfect match when it comes to actives, especially something like vitamin D. I mean, you know, I've had many brands on that are actually known for their stable formulations of vitamin C. And, you know, as much as I love that ingredient, I think a lot of times consumers get hung up on certain ingredients. So it's nice that you've included it into the mix, but you haven't like completely just made 
one product that's just it's just vitamin c because it can be very very volatile and actually very short-lived you know in terms of efficacy because you know we all know that it's very unstable and you know oftentimes even though something's you know some brand is claiming the stability of vitamin c eventually it's going to go bad you know it's going just because of how it reacts to oxygen and all that so i like that you've actually incorporated yeah You've incorporated well, you find, I kind of feel like I'm nerding out a little bit here, but I'm just going to add this one other thing since you're interested in vitamin C. Um, we defined and found another ingredient, which is actually derived from a French pine tree, the French maritime pine tree that can actually recycle vitamin C once it's already been oxidized. So an antioxidants function is to grab an extra electron from an unstable molecule. And once that happens, it's got it, it itself becomes, I guess, with an extra electron and, you know, so it, it's kind of done its job and it moves on with this in particular ingredient, it can take that electron back and effectively recycle vitamin C once it's already been put to use. So in this way, the formula, it becomes circular because it builds on itself by the ingredients, helping each other and creating something that is greater than the sum of its parts. Well, that's very interesting. So wait, it's derived from a pine tree you said it's derived from a pine tree it's an ingredient that i've seen in a couple of formulas lately um for various for various indications it's called pinus panaster so um i had i had just started to discover to discover this maybe i don't know two or three years ago when i was looking into the formula and um read a bunch of studies and this is just a really fascinating property that this particular ingredient has that's very interesting yeah that's definitely very interesting i mean you know i i think that chemistry is definitely evolving you know every day or or rather our understanding of chemistry so that's very cool to see it incorporated um in that way i mean i think that you know yeah and, and going back to your point about you know um the vitamin c thing i think it's it's really interesting to see how there are different kinds of patients that can utilize the specific ingredient. I mean, I know that you had mentioned the rosacea aspect, which is actually very interesting to me because um, when I was discussing uh, rosacea with Jan Marini, we talked about how, you know, it's very difficult for these patients to use almost anything on their skin. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it it just Mm -hmm. exacerbates everything. And so that's very interesting and definitely a highlight point that they're able to use your product and not feel like they're, you know, experiencing more inflammation and all that. Um, That's another thing. And that's actually something I wanted to talk to you about is this idea of the inflammasome, you know, and how it really plays into skin health and, you know, overall dermatology. Um, I would love for you to comment on it and discuss this topic, because I think that a lot of people don't understand the the importance of keeping inflammation at bay, um, and also what to turn to, what products and ingredients to turn to when it comes to really, you know, um, wanting to calm your skin down. So I'd love for you to comment on that. Oh, definitely. I'm super interested in this, because I really believe that, you know, we had talked in the beginning a little bit about the holistic side of medicine, and I really believe that so many things in the body are connected through inflammation. And when there's inflammation anywhere in the body, it's very plausible that it would come out in the skin. So this whole connection is still not very well understood, but, you know, think about, for example, inflammation in the gut. 
we have already proven in dermatology that when somebody eats dairy or when somebody eats sugar, that increases their risk of acne, which is of course an inflammatory skin condition. And I think that anecdotally, we can all probably make note of times that maybe our diet hasn't been quite as on point as we would normally um, strive for. And it comes out in, in our skin, whether it's acne or eczema or some sort of other flare up, um, keratosis pilaris, there are all these things that just seem to get worse sometimes with certain dietary triggers, um, especially in kids and ki there's definitely been um, a link shown between food allergies and eczema. So this all goes back to inflammation. Um, inflammation not only is going to be responsible for these types of, of dramatic sort of manifestations, but it's also a way, you know, it causes the deposition of these advanced glycation end products in the skin. And those are things that break down collagen and really mm -hmm. cause the skin, the, um, they cause DNA damage and they cause the skin to exhibit premature signs of aging, such as fine lines, um, even dark spots that store like pigment and hyperpigmentation. So inflammation is really key. I think when it, when it comes down to anything in your health and especially not, especially, but including the skin inflammation is really where it's at. So I think first and foremost, when we're looking about looking at inflammation and how to combat it, we need to look at the person as a whole and about their lifestyle factors. So that starts with diet, honestly, getting enough sleep, getting, you know, that lifestyle that we're all after, but really maintaining a healthy balance, which is kind of an overused phrase. I know like, what does that actually mean? But we just have to, it's just the basics. So keeping our, our diet in check, using clean products, nothing too toxic and um, getting a little exercise and enjoying social time with friends and family and things like that. So I do think interestingly, all those combat inflammation. Now in terms of topical skincare, of course, there are lots of medications that we prescribe that are anti-inflammatory, anything from steroids to non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. And there've been some huge advances very recently, actually in, um, in drugs that treat vitiligo, alopecia areata, and even atopic dermatitis. So those are all really great um, things that have kind of happened in the world of skin inflammation and, and the related aspects. But in terms of skincare products and cosmeceuticals, I think that niacinamide is a really trendy ingredient that is here to stay. And one of its main functions is anti-inflammation. So mm. that's very helpful. I mean, people with acne and, you know, who, who will, they'll often turn to niacinamide both for its sebum regulating properties, but also anti-inflammatory properties. And then probiotics. We talked a lot lately about the microbiome and we are still really looking into what probiotics can do in terms of the skin microbiome, but what they have definitely been proven to do in studies is reduce redness and inflammation in the skin. So that's mm -hmm. a really good start. Yeah, no, that's really, really, I, I love that. Thank you for, uh, you know, kind of mentioning those two things, because I think it's a very difficult topic, you know, the, the inflammation aspect of, you know, why people, I think it feeds into why people buy what they buy. And it's always disheartening for me to see 
when someone is dealing with an inflammatory condition and they just keep purchasing products, you know what I mean? Um, right. Over and over again, just trying to get this, get rid of it, trying to, you know, somehow get their skin to go back to normal. I had a very good friend that reached out to me. She's um, an editor and she was like telling me how she took steroids for a completely different problem. And it ended up, res- you know, it resulted in her having terrible skin conditions you know like as mm-hmm. or sequelae you know related to the skin and i was like well that's very strange you know because steroids are supposed to be this like the most aggressive anti-inflammatory thing that we use in medicine right but she was like yeah it's, it actually resulted in me having a reaction which um made it even worse and at that time i was recommending to her you know i was telling her i think marula oil is great you know there's like certain things that are in skincare that i find to be very strong anti-inflammatory agents and definitely like marula oil for me has always been you know a hallmark there so i think it's important for us to you know kind of highlight that and especially when it comes from the medical side of things i think doctors and you know, just experts in general need to start, you know, telling people that these are some ingredients that really help. You know, I I still know so many physicians that are, you know, whether they're in Durham or, or not, they refuse to give any kind of even just advice out away from their medical, you know, side of things. Like I like to always say, you know, hey, listen, this is not medical advice. This is my personal advice to you, but this is what is what works for me. You know, so I think it's important to get the word out there. That's really what I'm trying to say. Exactly. That these are, and I'll do you the know? same thing. I'll sort of tell them this is this is what the book says and this is what I do. Yeah. But I think it's also, you know, talking about inflammation, it's really important to look at the root of it. And remember that inflammation is the body's defense mechanism. So when we yes. do, for example, energy-based treatments, whether it's a laser, microneedling with radiofrequency, or even just microneedling without energy, uh, the, the goal is to induce inflammation. And that is how we stimulate collagen because collagen stimulation is a wound healing mechanism. So inflammation really does serve to protect the body and serve to heal the body. So we don't necessarily want to, I, like, I think about this a lot with steroids and even non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. We try not to take those really, unless we absolutely need them or use them unless we absolutely need them because they do have side effects and not only side effects, but they impede a response in the body. That's a protective mechanism. So I think, you know, there obviously it's a very fine line and there's a balance. Um, And often I prescribe steroids every single day, usually topical steroids for what, you know, this, that, and the other, but it's so important to like really look at the root cause and like, what should we do before, before we just try to quash that response? No, absolutely. That's a, that's a valid point. Yeah. I mean, inflammation has so many, you know, so many reasons, like there's so many things that are happening that can cause inflammation. And you're right. Inflammation is a hallmark when it comes to, you know, injury induced, you know, regeneration, I guess you could say, right. I mean, it's mm-hmm. reactivating the pathways that we need to get healthy tissue back into the same place. You're right. But at the same time, I'm, I mean, when it comes to just normal everyday consumers that aren't doing those procedures, if you have inflammation happening and you're seeing redness on your face after cleansing your skin, that's not normal. You shouldn't be, you know, that's not causing collagen regeneration. You know, No, I'm not saying that it has that type of a purpose, but I think that it's inflammation that's trying to help your body recover from something, some sort of stimulus. So maybe the face cleanser was too harsh. So we stimulated the face 
to become injured. And then the inflammation is the healing mechanism that brings us back into balance sometimes. Absolutely. So it's no, more absolutely. of a sign. Yeah. That something. Yeah, is no, wrong. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. I completely agree. I understand that, you know, I have done extensive immunology yeah. research in my day, yeah. but I, but you know, one thing that I think consumers need to understand is that it's important to have a balanced routine so that you, when you're seeing redness, when you're seeing this, you know, uh, kind of, I guess, agitation of your skin you know where it's coming from you know what I mean you should be able to pinpoint so that's where that's really where I was trying to go with this it's not you know and I agree with you I think that yeah there's but you you will know when you have inflammation and it's post-procedure you know what to expect because your doctor's telling you you know they're going to tell you you're going to have redness you're going to have this this is the intention yes exactly exactly Exactly. Yeah. So moving on, um, I would love to kind of get your, you know, I would love to round up the interview and talk about, you know, just what your view is in terms of, you know, where skincare is going these days. I know we have a lot of uh, celebrity brands popping up, you know, here and there. And a lot of consumers are, you know, like you said in the beginning, there's a lot of confusion, right? So I'd love to get your take on where you think the industry is headed. Um, Do you think that this is something that's going to continue as it is? Or, I mean, what do you see in the foreseeable future for this? Well, I think there's been absolutely just sort of a, for lack of a better word, just a glut of, of skincare and a lot of really great things coming onto the market, of course, but there also is just a lot, right? And like you just mentioned, you're right. There are tons of celebrities coming out with lines and, you know, it's, I've heard just a joke, like everybody has, everybody has a skincare line nowadays. So I think that there hopefully is, and I've actually read that this is a coming trend too. It's not really even just my feeling, but sort of a narrowing down of things, a return to minimalism, because I think that people may have really enjoyed getting to experiment with for example, the 10, 10 step skincare routine or trying lots of different products and things that work, um, seeing what works, what they like. But I think that people are really now almost feeling a bit overwhelmed by everything that's out there and all of the beautiful imagery and all of the wonderful marketing messaging and all of that. And I think that people are really going to continue on this emerging trend of really looking towards science and looking actually to hopefully to the experts to really tell them. And I've even noticed um, lately that some of the celebrity skincare lines have really been promoting that they're partnering with dermatologists. And honestly, I believe that skincare needs to be developed by, by those who really understand it. And it needs to be taken very seriously. And I know you agree with me, like we were just talking about dosing and, and, you know, earlier in the conversation. So I think that people are just getting really smart and they want to see, um, okay, this is, this is where I'm going to put my money. This is where I'm going to put my faith and my time and, and invest in my skin. And I really want to know for sure that it's going to work. So I think there's like a little bit of a paring down. And that's exciting to me. And um, I also, I think that one other trend right now is is um, devices and sort of enhanced things and sort of smarter beauty tech type of things. So that's actually really fun too. Yeah, that, that's very true, actually. I didn't even think about that. You're right. Yeah. There's a lot of um, tools and stuff. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel about those? Like, do you think there there's like a lot of um, hype or do you think some of them might be... Uh, Uh, worthwhile investing in? Well, it totally depends. You know, as with anything, a lot of, 
a lot on the market and there are a lot of good ones and a lot of those that are not quite as good and worthwhile. I fully believe in energy and um, my brother is a radiation oncologist. And one of the most striking conversations we've had is how we each use energy in our practices. I use energy in my practice to stimulate collagen. He uses it to cure cancer. He literally points a beam of energy at somebody to eradicate a tumor. So I think that's fascinating. Um, in terms of how that relates to home skincare devices, of course, we do a lot of lasers and devices in the office, but I think that, um, you know, I've read some studies on microcurrent and I think that that's interesting. I know that it has definitely at the very least a temporary effect and it may have some longer term effects as well, but it gives the skin a boost. Um, yeah. I also am interested in looking more into how that relates to neurotoxin injections, because there's some talk around, maybe it can actually potentiate them and make, make Botox last longer, for example, something like that by giving yeah. the muscles a little stimulation. And then I also have recently um, started using a device that like an alt, like a, a sonic facial cleansing device, not the bristle one, but the silicone device. And I really think that's amazing. Stimulating blood flow to the skin. You know, it's a little bit new, but old, like it just makes sense. It's old fashioned, but it's like a, a newer device with an old fashioned message. Like, yes, stimulate blood flow. You're going to clean the skin, increase blood flow to the skin can only do good things. So I think there is value in these things. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I love that you mentioned that. I, I for example, I love Foreo. I can't live that's without exactly what I'm referring to. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I just can't yeah. get enough. <laughs> yeah. Same. No, same. It's, it's a really, really cool, you know, set of products, but yeah, I, I think that's really interesting that you mentioned that. And I completely agree with you. I think with blood flow and especially the energy part that you said, I, I think that's very fascinating indeed, you know, that you can use it for so many different reasons and based on how you are, you know, targeting right? So it's like Definitely. your approach. It's your, it's your intention of what you're doing with these, you know, new technologies. But I, I think it's very fascinating as well. And I, I love that you kind of gave us a, a nice overview of dermatology. And I, I thank you very much for your time. This has been such a lovely episode and it's been so wonderful hosting you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. I've loved talking to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. And everyone listening, uh, definitely check out uh, Dr. Marcus's brand and also leave us any kind of uh, feedback you have about this episode. If you have any questions or any concerns or comments, definitely leave them and then we will pass them to Dr. Marcus's team. Um, and yeah, just stay tuned because we will have more episodes coming up. Thank you so much.